Behind every success story, there is a long line of triumphs and defeats that remain hidden from others. These stories get condensed into journeys that minimize the struggle and wrap up with a happy ending. But we know that's not how life works. That's where From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay comes in. On today's show, you'll hear honest conversations about the challenges that Mark's guest faced and how they overcame adversity. Now, here is your host, Mark Azoulay. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Azoulay, and I'm here with Christine Malik. She is a women's empowerment coach uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee, that's developed a program called Sassy that helps women to recover from abusive relationships, from um, gaslighting, from being in toxic narcissistic relationships, and from really just reclaiming their their power. Um, Christine, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, this show, we start with a personal story and with what you do, I'm sure there's quite a personal story there. So I don't want to, you know, um, deprive our, our listeners any longer. What's your from the ashes story? What got you into doing this work and developing Sassy? The day I was shot in the head, that is my, that was my defining moment. And that happened back in 2015. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that a little before the show. I, there's a lot there. Um, I'm one really happy that you survived. You know, I've heard that those are pretty fatal most of the time. Um, so yeah, tell us like what led up to that? What happened? What's, what's that story? So I had, I had been married to this man for four years by that point. The abuse was always, you know, we say abuse and we automatically presume physical. And yes, there was definitely physical abuse bruises all over my body, black and blue eyes. Um, I was even, he, he beat me with a rubber mallet oh. so bad that he broke my wrist, cracked three of my ribs. Um, no medical attention was ever seeked from any of this abuse. Okay? But the abuse is not just physical. It is the verbal, the mental, the, the, the spiritual, the psychological, the, the sexual. I endured everything. Mm-hmm. You name it, gaslighting, the narcissist. Oh, he was he was a true narcissistic psychopath. And I usually add the letters SOB. He was mm-hmm. he was a true son of a bitch. Yeah. Still is as far as I know, but so well, we because of all the abuse that women endure, we turn to drugs and alcohol. And I can I can proudly tell you that I am six and a half years sober and clean. Nice. But at that point, I wasn't because we needed to numb the pain, not just the physical pain, but all the other mental health pain that we go through. So we had been drinking. It was in the evening. And no matter what I did, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to this, everything was always my fault. He had a bad day at work. My fault. Chuck couldn't start. My fault. Um, you know, he stubbed his toe, my fault. <laughs> I mean, like from the, the major things to the little, everything's always my fault. Somehow we got into an argument at this point after living with him for four years and dealing with all these abuses. Um, I just, I wasn't me anymore. I was not the sassy woman that you see today. 
And I immediately broke down, started crying. And anybody who's in that situation knows you do not cry. You do not show any emotion in front of a narcissistic abusive son of a bitch. I got up. I went into the bathroom. I made the mistake of closing and locking the bedroom door. Through the bedroom and then into the bathroom, the master bathroom. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I sat on the toilet lid backwards. And I had my arms crossed and my head was down and I was trying real hard just to keep the sobbing and, and the crying and the emotions that I was feeling as, as low as possible. Mm -hmm. As I stated, we had both been drinking we were probably a good, you know, a quarter way into a huge bottle of El Himador. That was his thing. Tequila, for those that don't know. Straight, out of a shot glass. You know, we didn't mix it. That's how bad of an alcoholic we yeah. both were. Yeah. So I'm crying. I'm sobbing. And at that point, I don't even know why. I couldn't even tell you what the argument was. I know I was just sitting and I can visualize it. I know I, I was there. That part I remember. Sitting on the toilet, crying and sobbing. And I heard him come down the hall. And, of course, he tried to open the door. And it was locked. The bedroom and why did I lock the door? Yelling, cussing, screaming, hear him going back through the house, into the garage, slams the door, and of course slams are triggers. Any door slam was a huge trigger. My body immediately goes into defensive mode, reaction, chemicals start flying through my body. But I cannot stop sobbing, and I'm trying so hard to stop. He comes back, I hear the garage door slam again, and the next thing I hear is basically he took a sledgehammer, a huge sledgehammer, just entered the door. Just busted it down. Busted it right down. Yeah. I did hear it drop, the sledgehammer. Of course, the door was shattered. Um, I think maybe two of the hinges stayed on, but the rest of the door was gone. I heard the sledgehammer drop, so I knew, thank God, I was eating the And he went over to the nightstand, and I heard the cock of the gun. And at mm. that point, I wanted, at that point, I wanted to die. I was begging for suicide, for, for death. For just mm -hmm. killing me, getting it over and done with it, because I had reached my limit. And of course, he's yelling and screaming and calling me every every name possible. You stupid bitch! That is like his every every woman in his life is a stupid bitch. It could have been, you know, a Nobel Prize winner, and she would still be considered a stupid bitch. As he came into the bathroom, and I'm still sitting on the toilet backwards, and you know, I get smacked upside the head with the gun. And he's yelling and screaming. Something in me just finally broke. Switched. And I, I turned to him and I just I lost it. And when you're in years of abuse, you take it and you take it and you take it and take it because of everything that woman goes through and what she feels and the self-doubt and the self-hate and the self-loathing and we're never good enough and all those things that he made us believe. Talk about a Stockholm syndrome. 
all those things that mm-hmm. he made us believe. And I, I, I lost it. And I said, just pull the fucking trigger. Pull the fucking trigger. You ain't got balls big enough to pull the fucking trigger. <sighs> fucking end my life right now. Pull the fucking trigger. Do it. And I just screamed and Ugh. yelled. I wanted so bad for life to end because it was miserable. It was mm-hmm. not the person that I had been for 40 some years. I thought I was better. This is my second marriage. How could I? And I mean, everything just bubbled mm-hmm. up. And he pulled the trigger. He did it. As the, as the gun was resting on my head, he pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. And immediate because it was right there. Go deaf. I could smell burning flesh, mm-hmm. smell the singed hair. I lost a huge, it was a 40 caliber gun. This was not a little gun. Oh. 40 caliber. Yeah. Not a small little 22. Yeah. <clears throat> and I sat there. I could tell that he was screaming and yelling and cursing. And I'm sure somewhere in there were the words, look at what you made me do. And I sat there and I, you know, smelling the smell, hearing the, the, the deafness resonating in my ears. And two thoughts went through my head. And the first one was, fuck, I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. Disappointment. I really wanted to die. I really wanted to die. At that point, there was no reason to live anymore. Life sucked. I, I had, I had, by that point in my life, I had already attempted suicide at least a half a dozen times in my life from childhood trauma, plus several times with this man. And the second thought that went through my head was, fuck, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit of gratitude. Do I, did I really want to die? Did I not want to die? And I sat there, and of course, you know, he's still cussing screaming and yelling and pacing in and out of the room. I think I got smacked upside the head again with the gun. Um, I could feel the blood coming down my, the side of my head. And I just sat there. It, it was complete numbness, nothingness. There was nothing there except those two thoughts. And then they were gone. And he got to a point where he the gun back, stormed out of the, the room, still cussing, screaming, yelling at me. I couldn't at this I still couldn't make out anything. I was still deaf from the, mm-hmm. the shot. And I just sat there. And, and like I said, there was nothing going through my head, nothing going through my brain, no thoughts. The next thoughts formed. And it was probably a good three to five minutes that I just sat there. I didn't move. And I looked over at the, at the nightstand where he put the gun, and two more thoughts came to mind. I could pull the gun, do it myself, mm-hmm. do it the right way, finally get out of this shithole of a place, even though it was my house, and I had three beautiful children. I had a granddaughter at that time. None of that was worth living anymore because of the hell that I kept going through with this mean. Or... Right. You could turn the tables. Yeah. Justifiable homicide? Would it be? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know? And I sat there for a very long time, very long time. The blood, you know, and then, and I had really long hair. 
and it, it just, the blood just flowed till finally it stopped. And that was probably my point where, like I said, it, it flipped. There, there was something in me. I didn't even question how, how am I still alive? It, it didn't matter at that point. Yeah. Um, it still didn't matter. Today, I know why. Um, but I remember getting up the next day. He, he probably came in and, you know, brought a shot of, <laughs> grateful for the shot of tequila at that point. You know, it's like, great. Can I have, may I have another one, please? Mm-hmm. You know, the begging that we always have to do as, as women of abuse. I sat there for a very long time, never showered, never cleaned up. He kind of, he yelled at me to get up, get yourself cleaned up. Um, I got up and I went into the spare bedroom. And I, I slept the next morning. And that next morning, again, I never sought medical attention. I had no idea mm-hmm. how bad the wound was. And the next morning was, was my defining that, that day, <clears throat> but realizing that the next morning that that was my defining. I had to do something. I cannot tell you, Mark, how many times throughout my whole life that I have said what I thought was God, because I stopped believing in in the Roman Catholic God a long time ago. Um, But I would say, put me in the ground or put me in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that next morning, I, I basically said the same thing. You know, this is no life. This is no way to live. Something's got to change. Something's got to give. What do I do? Where do I go from here? How do I fix it? But I still, and of course, the next morning was was um, like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it was you know he got up to to go to work. What he called work. Um, I got up, showered, and like I'm looking at my head as much as I could see in the mirror. Going, how do I cover this huge hole? Yeah, <laughs> what do I do? I gotta thought. go. Yeah. I gotta go to work. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know, whether it's a black guy or a hole in your or head, a bullet you, hole, you gotta just <laughs> cover it up. Thank God. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that that was my defining moment. Only I didn't know it back then, mm-hmm. and I went through. Like I said, that was in 2015, and I went through so much more shit. It was it was hell. It was definitely going through hell and back and through the ashes that you know surviving. And what I like to call sort of thriving. That's one of the words that that I use because as women of abuse, we we don't just survive. Surviving is what we did while we are in that situation. But when we can finally get out, then it's not just surviving, it's surviving. And that's what we do. Yeah, that's a hell of a story. That is a hell of a story. And again, I said before, but I'm grateful that you made it, that you are alive through that. And just like the the depth of the of depravity is the right word, but just maybe desperation or that real rock bottom moment, it's just it makes my jaw drop. You know, um, I'm also in recovery. I've been sober for about 10 years. So I have, you know, some version of a rock bottom moment, but, but that is, that's a hell of a rock bottom to really like see that um, and to be stuck in their relationship. And, you know, we get to the uh, discussion segment. I would love to talk more about the Stockholm syndrome that you brought up, because I think for me as a psychotherapist, for me as, you know, I think kind of a nice guy, most of the time, um, 
you know, having female friends, it's always tough to see women stuck in relationships where it's like, get out. Right. I mean, like, it seems so clear and yet I know it's not, you're right. I know, I know that it's a real trap um, to stay in. And it just, it speaks volumes that you didn't see. And again, I might put words your mouth to be correct me, but it sounds like you didn't see getting out as an option as breaking up or leaving your options were death, right. To kill yourself or in that moment, even to kill him. Right. Rather yes. than to, to walk away. And that is frightening and interesting, I think, to, to talk about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's not easy. It is no, not easy. No. Yeah. No, it, it's, and I get to ask that all the time and I, I try and provide, cause I know I was there. How mm-hmm. do I get out? This is my house. The mortgage is in my name. Yeah. How do I get out? <laughs> you know, how, how do I, I can't physically force him to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It is tough. And that is one of the things that I help women do. Basically, basically three stages of abuse. The first one is you are in it. You are in the depth of it, just like I was. There, you're in such a vision of just surviving, mm-hmm. as I stated. That's all you want to do is get through one day at a time. Yeah, well, so we're going to move to our first commercial break. When we come back, I'd love to hear about those three stages. I'd love to hear about um, the SASE acronym and kind of what that stands for and how you can really reach a woman that's in that place and how you can help her recover. So for those listening, uh, we still have a lot to go in the episode. Stay tuned, and we'll see you on the other side of the commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y.teachable.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. 
Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azoulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here with Christine Malik, and we're just hearing this incredible story of surviving a point blank gunshot wound. And we were talking a little over the break about really the many times you've had a near death experience um, and just kind of divine intervention, almost miracle quality. Um, and I just, you know, I said it in the break, I just want to say it for listeners. Like, I'm really happy that you survived and that you're out there kind of doing your life work and helping other women that have been in a similar situation. Um, yes. That. It is, it is my life. It is my life work. It's my purpose, my passion. I, I would not have survived everything that I did from the day I was born to 2018 is when I ended. I basically kicked his ass out and said, I'm done. I had gone through, you know, gone through four surgeries, 15 procedures, died on the operating table twice, even after the gunshot wound, and finally had enough courage and sassy. And I know we're going to get to it. To finally say enough is enough. And I, I then discovered that this is my passion. This is my purpose. This is my calling. Um, this is what I, I have to do. I mean, it's if I don't, <laughs> my guides come in and my angels come in and they do a hard tap on the shoulder to me. <laughs> yeah. And they say, hey, you know, you're on this planet for a purpose, right? Like, get to it. Um, exactly. So, so let's talk about those three stages of abuse that you've laid out. You know, you talked about the first stage towards the end of that first segment, which you talked about it being just survival, right? And there's that Stockholm syndrome component. There's this idea of feeling trapped. There's, you know, I think what I've seen in some of my female clients that are in this situation, there's like excuse making for the guy, right? Like over like kind of over compassion, right? Like a lot of too much empathy, right? Of like, oh, you had a bad day at work. It's like, yeah, but you know, does it really warrant him beating you, right? Um, and unfortunately, I imagine many women are stuck at that first stage, right? Um, but can you say a little bit more about that first stage and, and how you might contact somebody who's who's there? Yes. Um, I, I, the, the biggest thing that's coming out right now, Mark, is that remember that that we love this man. Okay, we are yeah. we we love him. There's there's good positive feelings there. Not every day is an abusive day. The abuse, whether it's, you know, the physical and everything else or everything else, or one or the other, it doesn't matter. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's not like it's, you know, today was a great day. And all of a sudden tomorrow, before you know it, you're for no reason whatsoever, you're getting punched in the eye. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that way. That abuse happens over time in a very slow rise that can start with, um, you know, those those little gaslighting things, little, um, you know, why isn't dinner ready? You know, but it's said with a tone. It's said with a look. Mm-hmm. Okay, As the wife or the spouse or or the partner in that relationship, we make excuses. We're mothers, okay? We're, we're at least, we're women. We're nurturing. So it doesn't start out, like I said, all of a sudden. It's, it's, it's a gradual, very slow climb till it reaches that point where it really starts to go up. And the next thing you know, then all of a sudden, but now it, that's time, that's weeks, months, and in some cases, years of that abuse just going along, climbing little by little, okay? It could be, you know, I want sex tonight. Well, honey, I'm not in the mood. I don't care. Get your ass on that fucking bed right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love you. Maybe I should. What's the big deal? So we we lowered that boundary. We lowered that threshold for him. That narcissistic, abusive personality will pick up on that and go, oh, well, she did that for me on this one, then I can get away with this. Mm -hmm. I always say that I was just as much at fault in this relationship as he Okay, I did not. I saw the signs. I didn't recognize them. I did not listen to my intuition. I did not um, follow through. I mean, I should have kicked his ass out even after the gunshot wound, okay? Being beaten with the rubber mallet a year before, you yeah. know, with my wrist broken and three cracked ribs. That should have been enough for me to say enough is enough. But, you know, we, we don't. So, yes, that, to back to your question, the, the three stages of abuse. Stage one is it is strictly survival. I say, we, you know, we don't walk on eggshells. We walk on broken glass. And it is that gradual slide till it gets to a point where now what it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know when you when you come up that scale and you're at you know a nine out of ten eight out of ten on that scale what do you do now you're in strictly survival mode that's all you want to do is get through one day can we please you know in in that woman's mind you go please please let him be in a good mood please don't let anybody cut him off you know please let me have dinner perfect let the house be perfect please don't let the dogs bark <laughs> you know please don't let the dogs jump up on him all those little things that a healthy relationship you can deal with you can work with but an abusive one with a narcissistic son of a bitch all those things that are out the window, mm-hmm. every little thing. So that first stage is strictly survival. All you want to do is get through that day. Stage two, what I've discovered is um, you're out. You've left the situation. You're out. You're you're living alone. You're you know the kids are okay if there's children involved. You're now a little bit more than just surviving. If you're holding down a job for a lot of women that that are women of abuse they weren't allowed to have a job they had to stay home they had the the abusive spouse had control over the finances um so you're you're out and you're just living okay you're not living your best life and you get to a point where and a lot of women don't realize that they ask this question but they get to a point where they go who am i because we lost that. We talked about that. And I know you want to talk more about the Stockholm syndrome. We lost 
Who are we? Who am I really? Who is this person inside of me because of everything that we had been through through those those years? That we go, where do I go from here? What do I do? I am really just, you know, I get up, breakfast, I go to work, come home, go to bed. That really is our our only thing. And we don't know how to deal with all those things that come with now being on our own because we were told we can't do it. You can't leave them. You can't survive on your own. You need me. You don't. You can't make it without me. You can't hold down a job. You're too unstable. Your mental health. Sucks. Everything that we were told throughout that relationship, we, you know, we may be out. And we're doing okay. We're just getting by. So that's stage two. Mm-hmm. That's where I come in. And that's where my coaching comes in. That's 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 where that woman can now. Okay, so that's where her sassy gets discovered. She can try to like rebuild a life and and (laughs) rediscover herself. Exactly, exactly. So that's where my sassy comes in. That's where my coaching comes in. And of course, stage three, the final stage is basically unfuckwithable. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) we are total sassy at this point. We can say, screw you. I don't need you. I can survive on my own. And now I'm a survivor. Mm -hmm. Those are the three stages. Okay. As far as what I've discovered. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so, so let break down sassy for us. Like what does the acronym stand for? <laughs> right? How do you how do you empower or inspire a woman who is in that shutdown Stockholm syndrome? Like you said, no sense of self, like completely gaslit, probably has some really negative views about themselves. Like I said, thinking that they're mentally ill or that they're not capable or et cetera, et cetera, that they're worthless. How do you move somebody from that to being a sassy woman? It's not easy. It's no, crazy. it can't it be. Takes, yeah. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Sassy, sassy stands for strong, assertive, smart, sexy, independent. Every guy out there, you can see the social media, every guy out there says that he wants a strong, independent woman until he really gets a true sassy woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because we're not just strong and independent, we're strong, assertive, smart, sexy. That is the very essence of every woman on this planet. Every mm-hmm. woman has that sassy within them. They just don't know it. They don't know what to refer to, or how to refer to it, or what to call it. But it is—it's your intuition, it's your soul, it's your 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 being. It's—it's um, it's, you know I, I say that it's your be do have sassy because if we be sassy, we do sassy, and we have sassy. If we give, then we get. Um, it's, it's, it's their essence. It's, it's the very part of them bringing it out. First off, you have to recognize that it is almost extinguished. Very tiny little fire that got extinguished from the years of abuse. That, that little bit of, um, it's still kind of smoldering. So what I do is I help them find that, you know, and it depends on the woman. Okay. Um, what brings her passion? What brings her excitement? So let's go there. I mean, everyone's a little different. It could be anything. But I have a client now that that her did not realize that her true sassy lies within her music and her art. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't till you know conversations. You know, being in the field, you know that those conversations bring out. And and if if that woman is willing to be totally honest and, and we just have conversations. We just talk, but it's, it, it took me 
honestly, it took me about eight months till I could work through every single flag, triggers. Um, I, it was back in, I think, October when I realized that I still had one trigger left and I didn't even realize it was a trigger. So minute and so mm-hmm. off the chart, off the wall. It was like, really? This is a trigger? <laughs> so I happened to be sitting at a stoplight and um, I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee. As far as I know, he is in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm stopped at a stoplight and I see a vehicle very similar to the one yeah. that, okay, it was like, and I, you know, that trigger happened. I recognized it because of my healing, going through and doing my work. And I went, well, wait a second. <laughs> you know, I get home, I do my breathing, I try and come down, I do some meditation. So, you know what? I wouldn't be my true sassy if I didn't work through this. And, mm-hmm. and it's no longer a trigger. In fact, the, the other day I was driving and I saw a vehicle like his and I went, Suck you, Farley. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you, you you work on them, little by little. It takes it takes you know dealing with a woman of abuse, especially if she's been in it years. And the yeah. the thing that 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 kills me is a woman that never she may have be out of that abusive situation for years, years. Mark, I mean, I'm talking 10, 12, 15 years, and never finds her sass. Mm-hmm. never finds her essence never finds her worth her 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 reason mm-hmm. that's the part because we all have one we all have it yeah i mean i see it happen i myself mean, with my male clients as well but we'll stay focused on women on this but with my female clients of like just the oppression that i think women go through or maybe they have a father that is abusive right and they get kind of shut down at a young age and they never quite find the sassy. You know, I think in my practice, I didn't know what sassy was, but I would call it like vitality or life force or something, right? Like uh, individuality, personality, right? Something yes. like that, your, your unique gift. Um, and I just see, it, unfortunately, it breaks my heart. It's just so many women that are shut down and that's cut off. And they're told these lies, right? Of like, you got to be everything for everybody. You got to, you know, be a provider. You know, your value is just in what you could bring to other people and a lot of their hopes and dreams get get crushed you know they, they don't develop hobbies or art or uh, music or spiritual practice right it's just there it's just this emptiness that i see a lot of women carrying around yes it's it's tough i i hate seeing it too and that's why i i keep going you know somebody asked me once what my biggest um aha not not an aha but um that gave me the, the my greatest joy in dealing mm-hmm. with with and I do deal with men also, but mostly women. You know, it's it's when I can see that woman have her oh shit moment. You know, mm-hmm. I mean you see it with your patients when they yeah. finally you're just having a conversation, you're just talking. And it could be not even just a client, just somebody that I talk to through um, you know, DMs, conversations with phone, conversations through Zoom, you know, when we're just having a conversation and then she has that 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 moment when she goes, "Oh shit!" I mean, I love it. That's what gives me joy. That's the moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when her eyes light up and it's like, "Oh yes. shit, there is more here." 
Yes. Right. Yes. That life isn't this like grind, you know, because I think when I talk to women in that place is obviously a generalization, but they, they're often depressed. They feel like life isn't worth it. Sometimes I feel like angry or cheated because they're not living life. Right. They're just like living for other people or they're just stuck in that kind of martyr caregiver thing. Stage two. Yeah. Stage two. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like quiet desperation. Um, yes. So yes. we're going to move to our final commercial break here. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please share it like on social media, give us a five-star review. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Christine about how to contact your sassy. If you're someone that's listening and you're like, you know what, maybe I'm in an abusive relationship. And if you are, please hear this and get out, seek help. Um, or maybe you're just feeling kind of gray and blah and you want more sassy in your life. Um, I'm sure, Christine, you have some wonderful techniques and things for people to think about to really start to get that fire burning again. Yes, absolutely. Great. So we'll see you on the other side of the break with some tech tips and tricks. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-Azulay, A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y, dot teachable.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azoulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back to the show. In this final segment, we'd like to talk directly to the listeners. And like I said before the commercial break, I'll say it again. If you are in a situation of abuse, please seek help if you can. Um, Please try to get help because what is happening to you is not okay and is never okay under any circumstances. Um, So I want to kick it over to Christine. Can you let the listeners know if they're trying to unlock their sassy? Maybe they're a survivor. Maybe they're in a situation. Or like I said, maybe they're just wanting more of that in their life in general, right? Um, How would you help them to kind of open and unlock those parts of themselves? Thank you, Mark. It it depends on what stage they're in. If they're in stage one, all I can do is offer a ton of tips, strategies. And and if you want me to give a few, I certainly will, because as I stated, when you are in stage one, you are strictly surviving. Mm -hmm. You are not ready. I can't tell you how many women have reached out and they're still in it. And as much as I'm like, oh, I know I can help. But till we get you out, and that is that is the biggest thing, okay? To get out of that relationship safely. I cannot express that enough, okay? One in seven women will not make it out of that abusive situation. One in seven. It's crazy. Because, yes, yes. Because they, they just, they'll, they end up dead, okay? It's just, and, and that's a statistic I abhor that statistic so my my biggest thing is you know let me give you tips and tricks it's not easy it took me you know i was married to this man in 2011 it wasn't until 2018 that i got out and it it, it takes a long time to get out um i know there's a lot of people that do not understand women of abuse and they'll just say, well, I don't understand. Why can't you just leave? Well, it's not that easy. If he has control over the finances, what do you do? Okay. That's where, where some of my, my strategies come in. Okay. I don't care how you have to do it. You scrimp and save every single penny possible. You see a penny on the street, you pick it up. Because what you're doing, and it's not the actual saving of the money, although it is at the second point. What you're doing internally is you are giving yourself hope, giving yourself a reason to live and survive past the abuse. So pick up every single penny. If he gives you $200 to go to the grocery store, you know, $300 nowadays, you know, if he gives you $200 to go to the grocery store, I've done this, okay? I will make sure I go when I know he is not coming back home. I will buy Walmart brand, the store brand name, Bring it home and put it in the brand name container. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will take that money that I saved and put that aside. You have to have, you know, a very close friend. Keep that money out of the household and you do it. Start saving the pennies. Start saving, you know, wherever you possibly can. You'd be able to afford to get out. Mm-hmm. If you feel that you cannot get out safely, then don't. But have a plan, and I tell that's the, one of the other strategies. Okay, have a plan. I don't care how shitty that plan is. Have a plan. 
Yeah. Okay. Because that plan again instills that hope. It, it instills that that drive to be able to say, okay, and I can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Because we can't when we're in it, in the thick of it. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. You heard my story from the beginning. All I wanted to do was die. There was no light anymore. Okay. So if I, that next morning, that was, that was me. I, I formed a plan. It was, it was, <laughs> it was awful. I mean, it, it, you know, probably instead of a straight line, it was, you know, wiggles and hills and valleys all over the place, but it gave me hope. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. gave me direction to be able to say, I'm getting out of this fucking situation one way or another. Safely. Again, we can't stress that anymore. Safely. If you have to go to, if it's that bad, you know, we all know that going to the police sometimes is not, it's not as helpful as it should be. Okay. I've heard too many stories. I've been a victim of the police believing somebody else's and not not this relationship not my 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 ex okay it was a completely different situation that happened in 2022 okay in the beginning of 2022 the police actually believed his side of the story i was like whoa this is good old boy country shit right here <laughs> okay wow it still happens so if you cannot go to the police fire department paramedics okay go to the hospital Talk to a nurse. Those are the most, go to a priest, a church, you know, mm -hmm. anywhere that you can find a, 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 somebody that has knowledge, that has help, has resource. Because unfortunately, Mark, sometimes even the governmental resources, they're not very helpful. Okay? I can tell you yeah. story after story after story. They, they they try, but they're not very helpful. So get out. Okay, and I know it's not that easy, but at least have a plan. Okay, find find what works. Um, you know, talk to friends. Okay, so I say that there are there are three words in the English language that are the hardest words to say, mm -hmm. but when you say them out loud, they will make you the strongest person in the world. And they are, I need help. Yeah. As women, we don't yeah. do that. And especially as a, as women of abuse, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. So you have to say somewhere, somehow, to someone out loud, I need help. You will be amazed at the amount of support and love because that's, that's the flip side that you never know who you're talking to that has been through it. And got out and can sympathize and empathize and understand. Girl, I know what you've been through. I know how to help you. Let's go. I know Christine. I know the sassy coach. I know this woman. I know this woman. I know this woman. I know this woman. We've all been there. I am going to help you however I possibly can. And mm -hmm. every woman, every woman needs to be able to do that. That is part of one of the programs that I do offer. It's called the Seven Steps Assassin. The first step, step one, is surrender. Okay. And I don't mean how you would normally think. It's a, it's an internal surrender that you surrender. You know what? This was a shitty part of my life. It's over. It's done with. I want to heal from it. I want to grow from it. I want to learn from it. Total surrender. When I did that, doors opened up left and yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. And then of course, step seven is 
help that next female. Because my mission is to help every single female in the world get her true sassy out. I can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. So I need women to help. Does that help? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It does help. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, I think that's, that's great. Can you talk about that second stage, right? How would you help someone in there to connect to their sassy and to bring that life force back online? Uh, like I said, it, it, it a lot of it depends on the individual. Right. I, I yeah. had clients that fight me left and right. And, okay, and that's where. Um, so one of the first things that I do when I get a client is I will tell her up front, listen, I am sassy. Okay, mm-hmm. I am strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. But I'm also sassy. Okay, mm-hmm. I will, I will hold your hands, and I tell women I will not push you difference. I will not push you. I will grab you by the wrist, girl, and I will lift you up. We are walking this together. Yeah. But there are times where you're going to be resistant and I am going to give you that proverbial kick in the ass. Mm-hmm. You know, hold you tight, give you a hug, and say, we're going to make it through. Because mm-hmm. if I can get through all the shit that I went through, and there are plenty of women out there that have gone through shit way more worse than mine if we can do it so can you mm-hmm. you know that woman that i'm talking about. so there there's it's it's a it's a it's a i don't want to say a game but it's 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 a lot of love it's a lot of hand holding it's a lot of listening but it's it's also a lot of we do go back into the past because there was something you touched on it earlier. Okay. The father figure, almost every single one of us had some sort of abusive male figure mm-hmm. in our lives that yeah. brought us to this point. Um, we recognize it. We deal with it. We don't go back. We just kind of stand there. We look at it. We address it. We move on from it. We look forward and then we move forward again. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And, and the way that I'm making sense of what you're saying is that, and again, it's, you know, kudos on you for doing this, but it's like building like a sense of fight or like a sense of desire or or liveliness in someone who might've been shut down their whole life, right? From one form or another. And I think like your sassy modality and kind of your personality and that kind of like kicking the ass thing, it's like, you're trying to get that, that engine going, right? You're trying to get like the fight going. Um, yes. And that moment of like choosing life, right? Being like, I want to be alive and I want to give it all I got, you know? Well, one of the things that I, that I also tell anybody, okay, and I will share it with you and, and, and our listeners today, that normally SASI is all capital letters. Mm-hmm. S-A-S-S-I, all caps, okay? When you reach total unfuckwithable, you are all caps, okay? Mm-hmm. But even I have days where some of those letters are not capital. Yeah. We all have those things, but that's okay. You know, once we recognize what each, and that's one of the things that we'll go through in any program, what any of the programs is, is what those letters and those words mean to you, the woman sitting in front of me. Because I don't work for the woman sitting in front of me. I work for that unfuckwithable sassy at the end. Yeah. That's who I work. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we don't, there, there are days where I get up going, oh, uh, you know, I got, I'm tired. I didn't sleep good. I tossed and turned. I really do not feel like that's my strong sassy, that strong ass. You know what? So that's a little less today. 
But the rest of the letters are all, yeah, I feel great. I, you know, I got dressed, I got showered, I feel good, you know. Yes, I am independent. I live alone. I don't need a man in my life. I don't need this, that, you know, I can do it. But I also know when to being independent also means knowing when to ask for help. And I cannot stress it. So yeah, we, you know, we, we, we're not, we're not totally every single day. We're, we're, we're mosaic women we you know we have all different sides to us so it's a matter of finding which side you really want to work on yeah and kind of like bring that fluidity um we do have to start to wrap up here but i'm curious (laughs) i know if people people are listening how can they find you online if they want to learn more about you and learn more about your program sassycoach.com that's the easiest one there's a button right there a free full hour session we get down and dirty we talk we have a conversation where do you go to, where do you want to go what do you want to do we have a conversation that's probably the easiest thing okay and then we decide from um you know from there which which way do you want to go how long do you want to take how soon do you want to get there? um facebook instagram linkedin um google sassy coach christine and you cannot not find me (laughs) there's it's all over that's great yeah so thank you so much for joining us if you are in a situation please reach out to christine i think she's a phenomenal resource and can get you connected um if she can't help you i'm sure she can find someone who can you know um so christine thanks for joining um i really hope that you touch some people during this podcast and you get to spread the word of sassy out there thank you thank you mark i appreciate it Great. And for those listening, tune in next week for another episode of From the Ashes. Take care. Thank you for joining host Mark Azoulay on From the Ashes. Be sure to tune in again live next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Meet triumph and defeat and treat those two imposters the same.